You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue. The same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au Third quarter, 27-7. He might give the track record a nudge here. Swayze at the top of the lane. 200 metres left to run. He's a minute out in front. Margin 25 metres. Parama in second. Falcons third, but it's all Swayze. And Swayze is going to obliterate them. Swayze, let's look at the timer. What has he done this last quarter? He's going to be up in 28-4. We'll stand by for the mile to rate. Swayze scores, beating Parama Falcon. Happened to catch that race yesterday and I was watching it thinking, well, this horse has got to stop surely or get tired. But no, it didn't. And new figures sit there at Albion Park. Chris Barsby, good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. The carnival is well and truly underway. Fresh off leap to fame last Friday night. Track record performance there yesterday. And a track record that has stood for quite some time. Previously owned by Bling It On, 52-4 for the Albion Park, 2,138 metres. Yesterday, Swayze, who just happens to be leap to fame's older half-brother, 152 flat, leading all of the way. 35-9 lead time. He went forward from seven. 28-3, First half, 56-9. Last half in 56. Last mile in 52-9. He won by 29 metres. This horse was balloted out of last Friday night's patron's purse, which would have set up a clash with Leap to Fame. So I think after that performance yesterday, Steve, tab uh, odds makers, $51 he was for the uh, Blacks of Fate. He's now hovering around the $15 mark. So extraordinary performance there yesterday. Mm, 40 starts, 13 wins, eight placings. You talked about the dam there. Uh, her name is Lettuce Reese, and she won 17 herself, Chris, didn't she, from 51 starts? Yeah, she was a good mare, no question about it. And uh, she's proving to be a, a wonderful brood mare. So leap to fame, uh, his deeds speak for themselves. Swayze's always been held in good regard. He probably never reached the level that was probably expected of him. He had a stint with uh, Tim Butt and uh, recently tra- uh, transferring to Jason Grimson. So four starts for Jason Grimson, four victories. And we know with Jason that he can sort of reinvigorate these older horses. He's done it time and time again. Horses like Icar, Snow Shadow, Sicario, uh, Majestic Cruiser. This guy uh, probably adds to that list as well now. So it'll be interesting to see what race they tackle next with Swayze. So that's going to be interesting. And does he get a start? In the, in the Grand Circuit race, the Blacks of Fake on July 22. Of we had Hemsworth a couple of seasons ago, went to the States. Now we've got Swayze uh, yesterday, uh, winning in yeah. track record time. Our first guest is with us, Chris. Well, Chantelle Turbin's got a big hand to play this weekend, and she joins us first up. Chantelle, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well. Just talking about that performance yesterday of Swayze, the track record for the mile at Albion Park is 49-2, which is owned by your star in Blacks of Dance. It, do you, well, I'll ask it like this. Is his record under some sort of doubt with the other uh, carnival fast approaching? Um, yeah, I think it probably is. Um, the horses are getting faster and faster um, every time. So, yeah, I think it probably could be. Okay, so 49-2 is the time to beat. And uh, just looking at uh, yesterday, track's in great shape, no question about it. Did, did that surprise you, Swayze, yesterday? Um, well, Jace has a good... Um, 
he is good at getting the older horses going and he's done it a few times now. So, um, no, it probably didn't surprise me. He has been going good since he's taken over him. Okay. Let's focus on your team. Last Saturday night, uh, you collected the big one, the Lucky Cree. Uh, so congratulations. Big Wheels was able to score in that race. Black Sedans wasn't far away running in fifth. So were you happy? Were you surprised? What were you, uh, What were the emotions uh, following that victory there last Saturday night? No, I was pretty happy. Um, I love that horse. He's, he's my favourite here. So um, to get one on him was pretty good. Has he come back better? Yeah, I think he has. Um, he he had uh, nine weeks off after he raced at December last year and um, he's just come back bigger. Um, he's stronger. He's holding his condition better and um, he's loving it at the moment. Yeah. Is he more mature? Does he feel like he's a, a more switched on racehorse now than what he was previously? Yeah, he does. He's probably he's very different to Black Sedan. Um, he's probably more versatile. He, he can do it tough and he can also sit back in the field and just drop the bit as well. So... He's probably um, more of a genuine racehorse, probably. Mm. And for point-to-point -point speed, is he quicker than Black Sedan? Yeah, definitely. Point-to-point -point he is. Right. Yeah, OK. And another one, so hopefully Pete's not within earshot. The Big Wheels <laughs> goes better for you than what he does for Pete, doesn't he? I like to think so. Um, he probably doesn't, but, uh, yeah, I don't like let Pete touch him. <laughs> OK. But in saying that, you probably don't like driving Black Sedan. Yeah, no, not a big fan at all. <laughs> okay, okay. So we've got that sorted. You're locked in for big wheels. Pete can uh, stick with black sedans. What did you make of his run there? Because at the turn, he looked like he was starting to give some ground, but then he came again in the home straight, and he wasn't beaten all that far. Yeah, I actually think his run was probably better than big wheels. Um, he had the soft trip, big wheels, and black sedans did the work. And, um, yeah, he wasn't beaten that far, and it's not really his go coming through wide. Um, so, yeah, no, we were quite happy with him. Yeah, that, that was a different role that we saw him in on Saturday night, primarily because of his barrier draw, but forced to come wide at the home turn. He probably was a little, um, uh, well, he certainly would have been used to coming deep at the home turn there at Albion Park. Normally, he's close to the pegs. Yeah, that's it. Um, everyone knows he's like the front-running horse and loves to get up there, and we um, he's quite surprised Saturday night that he actually did do the work. He went up three wide and was still there at the finish. So, no, we were very happy with him. Okay. Was there any temptation about nominating either for Saturday night's Reckler Cup? Oh, Blacks of Dance is never going to go there. Um, big wheels were humming and harring, but uh, I just elected not to go there. Otherwise, he would have had to race seven weeks in a row. Okay. The Wandai's mate comes up on July 1. Is that the next target for both? Yeah, they'll both head there. Okay, so one dies, mate, then into the Sunshine Sprint, then into the Black Surf Fake. Yes, hopefully. Hopefully they gain the starts. Do you feel, I'll ask this question, do you feel vindicated that you bypass Friday night's patron's purse with big wheels, opting for the, the Lucky Creed there on Saturday night? And given that you've come out and won the Lucky Creed, uh, you didn't have to go up against Leap to Fame. So do you feel sort of vindicated in that respect? Yeah, um, I was actually, the owner wanted to probably go to Redcliffe and I just said, no, nah, I'm not going. Like, I'm just, I'm not going there. We're just going to go to Albion. So, um, yeah, it paid, paid off and it was great. All right, awesome. Let's focus on Saturday night. You've got a big team going to Redcliffe this week and we'll start with the Redcliffe Gold Cup. It's Mr Clooney. Um, he's an eight-year-old. He's going better than ever. We spoke with Craig Whiteoak, his owner, last week. He's won three of his last four. 
and he stamped his ticket with that victory last Friday night. He went track record time there last Friday night. Really impressive. Yeah, he's um he's an old war horse. He he rarely lets us down. Um, and he he loves to stand. So we thought, oh well, we'll aim him up for there as we weren't taking the other ones. And um, yeah, hopefully he can do well. All right. Is is that a tricky draw though? Just looking at it. So there's two lines off the front, and he's got the OD. So he's going to be standing on the outside of that second front line, if you can catch my drift. So does that make it tough? Yeah, it does a bit, but um, I think from memory, the the outside horse front was the emergency. So if it doesn't gain a start, he may be able to fly through there. Okay, all right. Well, we'll watch with interest there. Yeah, you're right. Warfare is listed as the emergency drawn out in six. So he's a good chance. It's Mr. Clooney after Saturday night. Anything else coming up for It's Mr. Clooney? Uh, yeah, probably not. He'll probably just race in the band two to fours. Um, it's pretty hard to gain a start in the feature ones, so he'll probably just go for them. All right. The big two-year-old final on uh, Saturday night. It's the uh, the Garrard's Rickliffe Healing Sales Series two-year-old final. Good money up the grabs here. Lord Memnock is your runner. Three starts for this son of Ultimate Machete. He's been a runner-up each time. Can he break maiden ranks with a, uh, a big win here on Saturday night? <laughs> It'd be nice. Uh, he just keeps being the bridesmaid, but um, it would be nice to get that. But uh, oh, I think it might be pretty tough. What did you make of the heat run last week when second? Yeah, no, actually, I think he was, um, he went okay. I think Pete's driving him a, a little quiet, and that's unusual for Pete. But, um, yeah, I think he probably maybe like to just be out there rolling a bit. <laughs> so you're issuing <laughs> an instruction to Pete to go a little harder. Yeah, probably probably shouldn't, probably will regret it. But, um, yeah, I think he's just probably driving him a little too quiet. Horses to beat in that two-year-old final. Better collect, uh, take a chance, and illustrate. They were the three heat winners. Are they the obvious ones? Yeah, definitely. Um, Illustrate's been good all season, so um, yeah, they're definitely the ones to beat. All right. What's a pass mark for Lord Memnock? Can he run top four there? Yeah, I think he should. Um, yeah, we'll probably be happy if he can weigh in. All right. Does he push on towards the uh, the, the triad? Is that going to be the next big target for him? Um, yeah, we'll just see how he comes through it. Um, he won't probably have much time to have any, like, yeah, have time to have any time off. So it would be, if he um, if he's tired, he'll probably just head to the paddock. But if he's if he's up and going, he'll he'll stay up. And um, yeah, we could concentrate on the features later on in the year with him if we wanted to. Okay, so where does he sit, sort of, with those two-year-olds that you produced earlier in the year? So you had some nice ones up and about, uh, especially with the boys, but. Where does he sort of fit in, Lord Memnock? Yeah, I'd probably say the um, the four. They've all just come back into work after the breeders. Um, I'd probably say all four of them are, are probably better than him. Yeah, he's probably the second tier. Okay. The derby on Saturday night, uh, we've got a derby and a consolation, and some believe that the, the consolation is just as strong as the derby <laughs> itself. Did they get it right with your two runners that are in the derby. You've got one in the consolation in Elder Magician, but the two that are starting in the derby, Whisperer Secret, Artie's Flash, did they get that right? Yeah, I think them too. They have um, really good form. So I think they deserve their shot. And um, Elder Magician, he's probably just slipped a little bit in his form. So, yeah, I do believe the other two should have gained a start before him. They're both really deep races, though, which just sort of speaks volumes for how strong those three-year-old ranks are right now. They're really good races, the Derby and the Constellation. 
Yeah, they are. They're very strong, both of them. Um, it's a good crop of three-year-olds. Okay, there's a real state of origin flavour with the Rickliff Derby on, on Saturday <laughs> night. You've got several smart Sydney ciders, and the locals are pretty sharp. Uh, sure thing, Captain, your two as well. So who's going to take on us here? Will it be a Queensland victory or a New South Wales victory? Oh, look, I'm just going to say Queensland. I'm a Queenslander, so we'll just go with that. Do you have a preference over Whisper a Secret RD's Flash? Do you, you and Pete sort of say who, who's the better of those two, or they're pretty even? Um, they're probably, well, Artie's Flash hasn't been here that long, um, so we're still actually learning about him. But Whisper's Secret, he's just kept improving every every start he's had back this um, campaign. So, yeah, we're, we're very happy with him. All right, Artie's Flash, he was really good last time out. He put them away, ran good time and, and ran through the line. Yeah, we added the one-legger with him um, that last start because he brushed his knees at the start before when he led at Albion. Um, and, yeah, he, we couldn't fault him that last start. He was unbelievable. OK. That being said, will he handle Reckliffe? Yeah, I think he will. Um, he's pretty pretty clean. Yeah, I think he will. He'll be fine. All right. Well, that's up to Pete anyway by the sound of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's his problem. OK. okay. Hey, last Friday night, we saw the uh, the patrons' purse. Really deep race. And there were several that got... Uh, belted out of that race. One of those horses was yours, Mr. McLaren. Where do we see him next? Well, look, I, I really don't know. Um, it, it's, it's thrown a spanner in the works. Um, we we're going to head to that race and see how he measured up. But, um, yeah, we'll probably just have to go back to the drawing board and speak to the owner, Ross, and decide where we're going to go. Mm. Were you disappointed that he got Bellerin? Yeah, we were actually. Um, he had pretty good form. He'd won his last few as well in quick time. And um, yeah, we were actually quite surprised he got balloted. Okay. Well, hopefully there's some uh, big spoils coming your way on uh, Saturday night. Again, fresh off that victory in the Lucky Creed last Saturday night. Congratulations for that with big wheels and good luck over the next five weeks. Thank you. There's Chantel Turpin joining us. So uh, a strong hand to play there on Saturday night. Several key runners in most of those features. I wanted to track down Darren McCall. It's a big night coming through at Reckliff tonight because it's Ron McCall Memorial Race Night. We've got the big night on Saturday night. And Darren's got his good filly, Miss Frou-Frou, headed that way. And he's joining us online now. Darren, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Darren, it's Steve. Just with your dad, uh, what was his best ever horse? We know he trained a lot for, for Ron Wanless, didn't he, or for the Wanless family for years. What was the best horse he ever had? Um, so he trained for Ingham's, Ingham's Chickens. Ingham's, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, his best horse probably was Bold Affair. Um, he was a pretty good horse. I think he was he was undefeated at Redcliffe. He just couldn't go, in those days, Albion Park went the opposite direction. And he, he couldn't go the opposite way. But he was uh, he was a very good horse. Like, he won, you know, I think he won 23 of 23 at Redcliffe or something like that. Like, he, you know, he sat three wide and I think the members cup there. Uh, for nearly the whole race there, the one time and he just you know, he just toyed them, but uh, you know it was, a, it was a while ago. But he in his day he was a very good horse. Yeah, would that have been in the the seventies, eighties? Um, I was a teenager, so um, I'm guessing around yeah, probably about eighty four, eighty four, something like that. Yeah. Will there be a big turnout tonight with the family there tonight, Darren? Yeah, there's, there's four tables uh, booked for us in the restaurant. So, yeah, there'll be a big turnout. There's a, a bunch of family and friends all come along to uh, enjoy the night. Okay, good start. Yeah. You're heading there on Saturday night with the Oaks. That's your main target with Miss Brew Fru. She's fresh up since winning that gold bullion final back in mid-April. 
are you happy with where she at uh, where she's at right now going into the feature? Yeah, I give her a tough run trial last week. She she needed it. Um, she pulled up a little fat. Uh, I probably I probably expected it to be a little better, but she she did run pretty good. Um, you know, three first three quarters herself in the middle half and so, uh, was pretty impressive. So she was a little tired late, but you know, I think she'll benefit a lot from that. Her work uh, this week has been better again. So. Okay, so this is her first official start at Reckless. Is there any concerns with how she's going to handle that track? Uh, no, I've, I've actually uh, educated her there and I trolled her there. So um, I think she might have trolled twice, actually. She, she, she had no troubles handling it. Um, so, you know, that shouldn't be an issue. Um, her biggest problem, obviously, is drawing four over the 2,380 metres, which is, you know, it's a tough ask with peaceful drawing the rail. Mm, yeah, no question about that. So whatever she does on Saturday night, there's going to be further improvement to come. So by the time the Queensland Oaks rolls around, she'll be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, hopefully so. Like, uh, you know, she's only kind of been in with this grade uh, of fillies once, and I'd say that was the Breeders' Challenge final um, in Sydney. And she drew 10 that night, and, you know, they went uh, like 50 and 7, and her own time was 51.8. So it was kind of, it was hard to gauge whether she could match up to them. I think if she had a draw on the inside, she could have been top three that night. Um, I don't, she couldn't have won, but she could have been right there. So, like I say, it, it, it's all a bit of a guessing game still. I think she's a lot better than what her last three wins are. She wasn't at her best. Her blood wasn't good. And I think the trip to, to Bathurst really knocked her around quite a bit. And she, we didn't really see her best. Even though she won, she was still good enough to actually do it, which, you know, it shows that she's probably a little above average for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, her record proves that. 17 starts, five wins, eight minors, earnings just shy of $100,000. So like the Derby, this is shaping as a real state of origin uh, sort of flavour race as well between the mm. Queenslanders up against the Sydney Phillies. The Sydney Phillies look good on paper, don't they? Oh, they definitely do. Like, um, you know, Peaceful was, you know, a pretty good juvenile and Jill Melody, well, she was probably the best one in the country, uh, you know, in her year. So, you know, it's... Uh, it's a tough race. Um, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, um, is one going to be a good draw? I don't know. Peaceful can sometimes pace a little rough into the turns. Um, but she's got, you know, probably the best driver in the country on her, which is always nice to have Luke on. Um, and then you've got Jewel Melly drawing the outside of the front, which is, a, you know, that's a hard ask too. So it, it'll be a very interesting race. Um, you know, it's probably going to be survival of the fittest at the end of it, for sure. Um, I'm sure at some stage, Bernie will put his filly into the race and, and make it a true test because um, he knows if he lets Peaceful get it too easy, well, no one's going to beat her. Yeah, it's a good point you raise. And uh, just looking at it, it, it's going to generate pressure and there's going to be a lot of pressure just looking at this race. So the faster, the better for your filly? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like I said, the only thing is I would love to have been probably on the pegs somewhere. Like, you know, I wouldn't care if I do one or seven um, on the pegs over a longer trip with, you know, Phillies running probably a little harder than they've been before over a long trip. It would have been a perfect spot, but, you know, that's not to be. We'll just have to uh, play it by ear. But, yeah, if, if it's a true run race, it's, you know, it kind of, if you can hide them somewhere, you can maybe pick up the crumbs. Mm. Just to leap the fame, just pull back the last track and mark and then just climb away late. <laughs> yeah, it sounds easy, but you know, like uh, like I said to someone after that, I think he's probably no other horse in the world could have done what he did last week. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, something special, that's for sure. It was phenomenal. Yeah. And speaking of phenomenal, your trotter yesterday, he was really good. He looks like he's going to do a really good job. Yeah, um, he was sent to me by um, his owner, Glenn Holland, who uh, 
I've got horses up before with Darren Hancock. I'm good friends with Darren. And um, Darren always had an opinion of him. Uh, he liked him a lot. He said he's the only horse in the place he's got. He can work with Drop the Hammer, and he was only a three-year-old. Uh, he he re- really, the first time he, he told me about him, he said, I don't want to send him, but because I think he's pretty good. And he was having trouble with him. And um, in the end, he just said to Glenn, you yeah, know, like, give Darren a go and just, you know, see what he can do with him. Uh, well, I think he's, I think he's got ability, um, you know, above average ability. Um, but he's got a lot of issues too. Um, you know, he, like I say, he had a career of making breaks, uh, doing stuff wrong, but hopefully we kind of got on top of them. He's got a really bad back. Uh, and some sort of feet um, that we've worked really hard on. And I, I think yesterday he's, he's still only probably 70% fit because I haven't been able to get the workload in him. So, And he was very strong on the line. Um, so I don't doubt that he actually can with quite a few more races. Mm, the way he finished off, 30.3, 28.6 on the way home, and he just looked like he was having a bit of fun there as he went past the line. Yeah, I, I reckon he probably could have broke 28 if I really had a pushed him. Um, so I say he's got he's got some go to him. It's just like I say he's got he's got these problems that we just have to keep on top of. I think if we can win the battle with the problems, and uh, his gait will get a little better because I think that was the best he's trotted yesterday. Um, I think we can probably uh, yeah have a bit of fun with him because I say Darren's a great judge. He's a good horseman, and he said like you know I got paces that can't we drop the hammer on my track, and he said. This is the only horse I'll work with him. And he said he can sit on his back and finish with him. And he was, you know, a, a maiden three-year-old. So, um, you, know, you know, if he can do that, well, drop him at his best then was, you know, one of our better trotters in the country. Yeah. But this guy's bred to be good too, isn't he? He's by a world-class sire and creatine out of a really well-bred mare, a daughter of Varen and Sweet Dreams, who was no slouch herself on the track. Yeah, she um, won quite a few of the starts. Too. I think she won like 11 or 36 or something like that. So she obviously was a good mare. They paid money for her in Sweden and then flew her out to Australia. So, you know, it's a, it's a, definitely a decent pedigree. Creatine's done an okay job. So he, he's... And considering... The one the one reason I, I, I kind of really give up on him because of, you know, I say his issues, but he, he uh, he's a very good trier and he, he don't want to quit. Like, when you work him, he's as strong as any horse I've got. So it's kind of like he's got a great attitude, this horse. If he can overcome these problems, I think he can be okay. So that's probably come through from his team. I think she uh, she had a bad back herself at, at one stage too and still kept going and kept winning. So. Okay. I wanted to ask, just for a quick comparison, Phenomenal's a four-year-old, Jet Legs is a four-year-old. He's got ability in his own right. Is this guy bounds in front of Jet Legs? Yeah, yeah. Another horse was um, a big, awkward kind of horse. wasn't really very good gated. Um, had ability, but probably didn't have a great attitude either. Um, you know, and, and actually, it, it, when you worked them, uh, this horse here, he worked like five seconds quicker than him um, only a few weeks ago. That's why I really thought, you know, I've got to keep kind of persevering with this guy because the other horse went out and won one race. He probably would have been... He wasn't at his best his next few starts before I moved him on, um, but... Like, he could have won more races, but uh, this horse has got a better attitude and he's better gated. So. Okay. All right. Well, we'll keep following him. Phenomenal. Best of luck on the weekend with uh, Miss Frufru starting in the Rickler Oaks. Yeah, thanks, Chris. There's Darren McCall joining us. So, uh, the Ron McCall Memorial Race Night tonight. So, a big program there. And it's good to hear that uh, there's going to be plenty of family and friends trackside as well. He was a very popular person, Ron McCall. Matty Elkins is going to Rickliffe looking for feature race glory 
on Saturday night. And he's going to be driving one of the major players in that two-year-old final. Take a chance as his drive in the big garage Rickliffe Healing Sales Series. Finally joins us now. Matty, good morning. Morning, Chris. Pleasure as always. Uh, what are the confidence levels like with Take a Chance? Obviously, the draw is not, not ideal and was never going to be ideal with the preference, probably a draw to sex. But, you know, I really like this horse from day one and he's sort of improved every start. And probably the best thing about him is his brain. He's sort of learned a lot from each start and taken it out on the track the next week, which is always a good sign. Yeah, it's a good point you raised too about the barrier draw configuration. So preferential barrier draw for the Phillies, they get the uh, the inside gates there. So in, with that being said, would you be better off with the draw that Illustrate's got rather than drawn out in five? Yeah, sort of coming home Friday night, I was praying for eight and I was watching the barrier draw and it's still there and it was the one draw I was praying for, barrier eight. But, you know, we got five, so we just have to go with that. Okay, the three heat winners last Friday night, Better Collect, Your Guy Take a Chance, and Illustrate. Are they the main three? Can you see any other horse in that field winning that feature? Um, obviously, that was the way the heats were run, they were the three standouts, but I think sort of Shannon Price's horse joining Barrier 1, it actually looked like it went pretty good to me, and um, sort of their barn, you can never write them off, so it probably looks like it's on the way up, and probably looks to have the best trip. Um, out of the race, so I'd say it's probably another chance. Okay. Illustrate went the quickest time, 57.9, uh, better collect, 58.4. Your guy take a chance was the slowest, but he was in, in the first heat, 59.7, but he won by a huge margin. How much quicker could have he gone? I don't really know, just because he's improved so much every week. Um, you know, obviously he was never going to run time with the 32 first quarter, and so the last week he led up, led up around Redcliffe and I think he went 59 flat in front. Um, and when he led, he probably got a little lost out in front and didn't completely know what he was doing. But that's probably what impressed me the most last week when I was parked out and just give him one little rein up and he just sort of dashed straight to the front and he had to keep rolling. And, you know, he was kind of pretty comfortable, plugs are in, it wasn't turned. So I'd say there's still a bit of improvement there with him. That just would take a chance. Jane Aitken had the trainer. I assume that's the same lady that also delves into the thoroughbred world. Trained a recent winner at Gatton, I see, called Chance at Midnight. That's the same lady? Yeah, that's her. He's trained out of Deegan. I'd say he'd be the only pace to trained out of Deegan complex. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And what's the best thing about this guy, uh, Matt, take a chance? Is it just his attitude that he's a, a ready-made sort of two-year-old, turns up with the right attitude every week? Yeah, I think it's just the fact he learns so much. You know, he was pretty green early on. Only had a couple of edges and one, maybe two trials. And he sort of felt pretty green and raw at that stage. And his first two races, we sort of didn't want to rev him up and looked after him a little bit and taught him a bit. And that's sort of what's been the biggest thing going forward. Not only has he improved, but every week he races, he sort of learns, learns what it's about and puts it in action the next week. He's a gelded son of a good chance. How many races did you win on, on a good chance? I'm not sure. I actually thought I should have looked that up in case you asked me. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was quite a few, you know. He was a great old horse to me and sort of won a lot of races on him. And I actually looked him up again the other day and some of his placings, he actually ran some cracking races there at Albion when they weren't really running 51, 52 miles, you know. So, no, he was a great horse and now it's good to, good to drive a horse by him. Yeah. Are you surprised that he's been able to drop one that can go a bit? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I'd probably underrate him until I look back at what times he was running when they weren't running times. But 
you know, you drive all these horses out of the good size and been plenty of money thrown into them. And probably the best one I've driven now is by um, a good chance. So, you know, it's a bit of a shock, but no, it's good to see. Yeah, he was a very well-bred horse, a good chance, by Mr. Feelgood out of the uh, the very good producing mare, Chance the Walk. So he always had that pedigree, and uh, he was a ripper on the track. I think he banked around 300000 for uh, for Donnie Smith. So he was a good horse for you. Uh, the other one, um, help me out here, the better's delight horse that Donnie had that went to America that's doing a big job up there. How could you forget him? None better. None better. So which one was better, none better or a good chance? Oh, I think a good chance probably did the better job in Australia, but none better was the type of horse that he was probably untapped here in Australia. You know, like he was lightly raced, got gelded late, and I think by memory he still only raced in an open bridle his whole career while I'd driven him in Australia. So he sort of had a lot there that hadn't been tucked in into him yet. So I think that's probably why he improved the most. Okay, well, that's going to be very interesting to see how uh, this two-year-old uh, final plays out on, on Saturday night, but he's a terrific hope uh, uh, uh take a chance there in that uh, sixth event. So the other horse that I wanted to ask about, just in, in regards to Saturday night, Big Skewy, you've got this guy flying. He goes around in the last race there, drawn the inside of the second row. He's a hope here, isn't he? Yeah, I think if he's sitting leaders back, he'll be very hard to beat. Um, I've never had a horse that can sit last in 52 miles and come widest runner until him. So, no, he's sort of exceeded all expectations, really. Um, he's absolutely flying, little fella. Mm. Speaking of North America, has the phone been uh, ringing there? Uh, yeah, the owners said they have actually had a bit of interest in him. I think two people have rung up about him. So it um, be nice to win a couple quickly with him and hopefully get a deal done with him. Okay. And the other runner for you that I wanted to ask about, uh, Friday night, first round of heats of the Darren Alexander Memorial Trotting Championship. CK Spur, we know he's a track record holder at Albion Park for the marathon journey. What are the expectations here on Friday night? Yeah, obviously it's going to be hard off 20 racing these horses. I think Smoke and Bandit comes up in his heat. But, you know, the way he won that first up start for us, um, you know, any race he lines up and he's going to be hard to... Hard to hold out and should measure up in, but he sort of went amiss, but we found a problem with him, and he actually had three weeks off, um, and then the other night was his first start back, and it was more of just a fitness run, and I think he should be should be ready to go by Saturday night. Okay, and then obviously throughout the series, you just want to see that continual <laughs> improvement? Yeah, obviously I think the 2600 probably suits him the best, so sort of want to forward shine this week, and the 2100 probably gets tricky when you're off 20 metres. So if we can try and get some good points this week and do a job next week, I think the final and the distance will suit him really well. All right. Well, hopefully he does a, a good job throughout this series and plays a hand in the final. Matty, as always, really appreciate the time and uh, best of luck. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Matty Elkins joining us. So, uh, yeah, some key runners there for Matty across the weekend. Chris Frisbee's got a number of runners. He's a... Uh, a two-stage trainer because he's got runners tonight at Bathurst and he's got runners coming through tomorrow at Redcliffe. And then on Saturday night at the feature night, he's also got a good representation, in particular with a very intriguing three-year-old, our Sunset Delight. He trialled yesterday between races, looked really sharp in that trial, missed out in the, uh, the, the derby race itself. He's in the consolation. So I'm keen to talk more about this guy, our Sunset Delight. Chris Grisby online with us now. Chris, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. How are you going now? Really well. Should have he been in the in the Derby race itself? Ah, uh, not caught in the handicap, is not. 
No, no, I would have thought so. Probably the best, one of the best horses I've had for a long, long time. I think that might have been better than Uncle Sam, but anyway, that's life. Um, for horses, probably raced, he had 12 starts and raced in four group group races. Um, and like, never discussed him, you know, made it easier himself, but yeah. But no, I would have thought so too, but anyway, they said no. I th- okay. I, they said I probably should have went to Blaney and raced four times there, and then I would have got a run because he would have had more wins near him. Serious? Anyway, well, that's what they more or less said. The horse, because the horses that, that have got to run in front of him have only been racing through their grades, and they're good horses too, don't get me wrong. So I'm not taking yeah. away from that either. But their horses are going through their grades, like my horse, his last start won a $20,000 race, group race. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. But anyway, okay. that must All be right. our way our system goes. So he hasn't started since late March, but you've given him a number of trials, including that trial yesterday. He's won all of those trials, and he's looked good in each and every one of those trials. Yeah, like even um, yesterday when you come off the track, um, Nathan said, Jesus, keep me on him, will you? I said, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he was very impressed. He said to me after, he said, gee, he was good on the line, this horse. I said, mate, he's, he's a pretty good horse. I think he's a real nice horse. But anyway, hopefully he can keep doing it. But, yeah. But then it finds, well, you find it even harder. He's in the consolation and drawn 6-2. So that's going to be, that's not a, in his favour again. It's been, but anyway. Because he's yeah. going to have to win that yeah. race to get in, in, win that to get a run in the derbies. But, but anyway. That's the way the handicapping system works, I suppose. I suppose that's yeah. what they're there for, handicappers. Yeah, anyway, too right, too them. right. But you can make a case, though, that they could probably look at staging heats, given how much depth that we've got in this uh, current crop of three-year-olds. Well, I actually feel sorry for them, how dumb they really are. When you've got as good a horse as what you are, I would have thought you'd have heats so you can have two bites of the cherry. Like, you have a heat this week, Every state will back their own horse, and that helps your TAB. But they must look at things. People that are up the top must look at things a lot different than that other people because that would be the smarter way of going, and I would have thought. But it mustn't be because they haven't done that. Like, every year it's getting stronger and stronger up there. Um, and like they, I said that too, and they said, oh, yeah, but what happens if the bloke gets knocked over in the heat? I said, well, that's what happens in the final too. What happens if the bloke don't get a run in the race? You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, geez, you'd be kissed on the ass if you were uh, being the hand, you know, the, the TAB, because you're going to get all those horses racing twice at Redcliffe, then they go over to um, the big, uh, the big one at um, Albion Park, and they go in the heats of that, and then race again the next week. Oh, yeah. But anyway, they must. A lot of different people in the me and you. That's why they run them businesses, I suppose, and go so mm. successful. Yeah, well, anyway. obviously. So we'll wait and see there. So he needs to, to run well, as you said, to force his way into those other derby races. But he is fit and firing, ready to go. Yeah, well, he's only had two, three trials and won three of them. The last two at Bathurst got home in his last quarters in 26-3 and 26-4. So I don't know what happened there. They must... They, I suppose if you could see the, the trials, you might, they might have seen that too, but they can't see the trials. But anyway, that's mm. why. Tell me a bit of the backstory. Art Major, I see the mother won a heap of races on twice the delight. She went 11 from 69, was placed on 19 occasions. Yeah, yeah, it's a great family, eh? So it is, real good family. Um, I bought him at 
did uh, Melbourne sales. Actually, he was, um, didn't pay a lot for him, I think, and paid 18000 for him. So the owner's still trying to get more money off me for it. <laughs> the top breeders. Why do you think he was cheap? Obviously, a good sire, good mare. Yeah, out of a better polite mare, there's probably no, you know, room in. Like, she was a good mare. And it goes down, like, the third and fourth generations. Jesus, a good third or fourth generation down, down further, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's why I liked him so much, but, yeah. The fact that you put him in the same breath as our Uncle Sam, Chris, uh, that, that speaks volumes for uh, his ability because uh, you wouldn't say that lightly because he was a, a, a wonderful horse, our Uncle Sam. Unbelievable horse. Unbelievable horse. I think this bloke's more, more relaxed and even, you know, just sw- just that little bit switched on. Like, even there going to the trials, the bloke couldn't believe how tired and useless, you know, he wasn't in the two minutes before the trial. He said, right up, I'm ready. Who wants to have a go? You know what I mean? That's the attitude of him too. So it is even in track work. He's just he's a, just a nice horse, and whatever you ask him to do, he just does it. You know what I mean? Hopefully he keeps keeps doing it. Hopefully he keeps doing it. They probably make an idiot. I mean, you go backwards, but I can't see this place. Well. I can't right. see this place. Well. All right. Well, that's our sunset delight. You've got the two mares lining up in the Princess of the Bay. This is a good quality mares race. Auntie Bella drawn four. Gendon Strike drawn the second row gate ten. They'll both race well. Yeah, I, they've all just had a bit of a bit of a virus go through the whole stable last month. So um, I got their blood done the other day, and they said everything seems to be good again now. So hopefully they'll go good. Might need another run, but I, I think they wouldn't have, you know, lost too much. So yeah, no, they both go good. They're working good at home. Heart rates are good again. So yeah, that's the main thing. They've been so consistent though for you, haven't they? Those two mares, they just turn up week in, week out, do the job. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yes, yes, for sure. For sure, you know. Every now and again, they might put a bad one in, but yeah, they've been going good, and now they're up in so up in grade too. It's hard for both of them, so it is. But yeah, they've been real good to me, both of them actually. Okay, now you've got a couple of runners tonight at Bathurst. Is there a winner there tonight at Bathurst? Uh, I thought Happy Ridge. Happy Ridge. Okay. If you don't win that, he'll be in trouble. Race six, Sorry, we'll Anthony's down to drive, and he's coming up this weekend. Yep, yep, yeah, well, it's his horse, so, not, you know what I mean, he's always st- stuck by him, so, yeah, he always wants to, always drives him, so, yeah, so his wife owns the share, everything. So. Well, there you go, <laughs> there you go. Hey, Chris, really appreciate the time, we'll see you at Trackside. No worries, mate, good on you, thanks very much, mate.